everybody. Welcome to the C-Time Money Podcast. How's your tea? I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it's delicious. What kind you got today? I don't know. It's like a, oh, it's a rooibos chai. Rooibos chai. Rooibos For the win. For the win. Today, we are talking about adoption. So it's not necessarily common, well, money topic, but man, it drastically affected our financial life. So therefore... Sure. Drastically affected our life. Yeah. And, and so we'll talk about it. I mean, I do think that this relates to finances, actually. In a lot of ways. Can, no, I agree. In a lot of ways. This is a topic we are super passionate about. So we're going to try and, you know, answer what we can. Yeah. Talk so what, we can. what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about our story, uh, how we came to decide to adopt that whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we adopted two of our children. Some and of the realizations we've had. Yeah. I, I want to talk about our biggest mistake that we made in this, so we can hopefully save you from making that mistake. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about 10 of the most common questions that we get about adoption. Because mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot. We get them a lot. And and you probably have some of them if you're listening to this. So uh, so anyway, so we're yeah. just going to kind of go through or all this. if you're even thinking about Or if it's just something that's just on your radar. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of people that are in that place where it's like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder what that would look like if we did that. Yeah. And and if we can help paint some you know clarity on that picture, I would love to do that. Yeah. Because when we got into this, we had no idea. Like you, you see things on TV and you think you know what it might be like, but it's, of course, very, very different mm-hmm. from that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I always say I feel bad for people who don't get to adopt because I think it is... So awesome. Yeah. I loved it that much that I feel bad for people who don't get to experience it. Well, and it's a revelation of another revelation of God's love for us in mm-hmm. our, um, being you know, us into, being adopted into the kingdom. Yeah. Where it's like joint heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, what a deal. What a what deal a we deal. got, you know? So, yeah, well, I had one child. Uh, from my body. <laughs> the the old-fashioned way, the as old I like to say. Way. I had two children not from my body, uh, and there is no difference. Like, It's not like one of them's going to get an inheritance and the other ones aren't. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's something that yeah, I had rolling around in the back of my brain, like, am I going to love one more than the other? And, like, and I think a lot of people wonder about that, and um, it's like, no, That's not. they're all the same. Like that, that never even like crosses my mind. No. Like it just, it doesn't. Unless someone asked me and then I'm like, that's weird. And I, and I promise like, this isn't like us just trying to be like, you know, cause I think some people like based on certain things that people have said to us in the past, they're I'm like, like really, you, you really? don't, you just don't get it. Like, and, and I think part of the reason is there's a divine thing that God is doing sure. in this yeah. that is, it's bigger than what it looks like on the outside. And there's mm-hmm. something spiritual that's happening, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a spiritual mending um, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, melding. I don't know what the right word would yeah. be. but and I will also say that we have not experienced, like our children came to us as newborns. Yep. So I cannot, we cannot. Yeah, which is very different. Adopting or fostering children who are older. Yeah, like that's a very different scenario than adopting a child who's 12 years old. Right. You know, so that's a really, really good point because Mm -hmm. we haven't lived that world. Like I'm not even going to pretend to have anything value to add to that. (laughs) Like we just don't know. But I can tell you our experience, um, both of our kids, we got them right when they were born Mm -hmm. uh, in that. 
that's our world. So now you know where we're coming from. So if you're yeah. interested in adopting a 12-year-old, some of this might be helpful, but you need to know where yeah. we're coming from. Right. So this whole thing came from an email we got from a podcast listener the other day. He said, my name's Jonathan. I live in Mississippi, and my wife and I are prayerfully considering adoption. I've been reading your book, Simple Money, Rich Life, and noticing you guys have adopted. Do you mind sharing with us some of the things you learned from adoption and how you guys came about choosing adoption? Also, do you have any biological children of your own? Thanks a lot. Um, well, thank you, Jonathan, for um, sending this, this in for the question. It's a great question. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, we, we have a biological we child. We just answered that. Biological child. And if you look at a picture of them, people cannot tell. People can't tell who's who. Nope. It's pretty interesting. Which and is I, fun. We've had this happen actually a lot. I mean, obviously, if there's like a white, white, Parents who adopt an African-American or vice versa, African-American who adopt a white child, like there's going to be some, you're going to be able to tell which is which. Which is what, you know. (laughs) But I mean, I've had uh, this, one of our friends who they adopted two children from uh, South America somewhere. Honestly, I don't remember. This was a really long time ago that they told told me the story. They were Caucasian parents, and they adopted two children from South America. And because they were a little bit more tan, the the uh, the parents, parents. It, they their kids looked like them. And I've heard this happen a lot, where yeah. it's just like your kids just look like you. And I, the the thing that I say to this at first, it like blew my mind. But then the next thing I thought about was when I had a biological child, I didn't get to pick what that child looked like. Yeah. Who chooses what that child looks like? God. Well, it's the same that happens when he knows yeah. he's going to place this child into this family. He decides what they look like. And so it honestly isn't that surprising to me anymore where I'm just like, yeah, that's because God knew. Well, he yeah. knew what was going to happen. This and- is not a surprise to him. We can't forget that he's not surprised by this. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think it's worth noting that I don't, that's really low on our priority list. Like, I don't really care that much oh, about it, yeah, I don't but care. it was just kind of like a fun surprise that in our yes. case, like both of our adopted children, um, we've had people comment and say, oh, they look so much like you, mm-hmm. Bob, or so much like you, Linda. Yeah. And we're just like, hmm, that's cool. Huh? You know, so anyway, that yeah. was just kind of a I don't, interesting thing that we've noticed. But yeah. let's go back to how we decided to do this, why we decided to do it. Yeah. So. Because there's a lot. There's a long story a long here. Story. So I'll try to keep it quick. Uh. About, yeah, 12 years ago, I would say. So our oldest child is nine. Um, About 12 years ago, maybe 13, uh, I had this realization. I had this moment where we were, we walked into, I think, a Walmart or something. And there, I saw these two women in like maybe their 50s or 60s. And they were like, you know, talking to each other and looking around. And, you know, and I was like, what is that about that? As you're walking into Walmart, out of the parking lot, right? Walmart. And it was kind of like they were noticing something that needed attention. And when we came out, there was a fire truck there and they were getting a child out of a car. And so I, I actually do think that the just to wrap up that story really fast, it was a warm day, but it wasn't like 95. So I think the child was OK. I'll just say that just so that there's a little bit of yeah. closure to that. But I walked away from that experience and. I, I mean, I don't know what your take is on that. Like, that was literally the whole thing. It was like, I saw that there was a file trick there getting a baby out. And 
I think it's very possible that most people would think a, a lot of different things about it. What I took away from that was it was like all of a sudden the Lord just illuminated this thing to me that there are people who are good people that cannot and do not have the capacity to take care of their children. Not because they don't care for their child or because they're bad people or anything else, but that just they don't have it. They don't have it for whatever reason, for because of the time in their life, because, you know, they're a single parent and they have to work all these crazy hours. And if they don't find childcare, then they can't work. And if they don't work, then they can't eat. I mean, there, there's so much involved in this, a lot more than I think gets thought through. Yeah. And so it was all of a sudden this like, we actually want a child. We're ready. Well, yeah, we had been wanting a child for many, many years at that point. Yeah, we had been trying to have a baby for a few years at that point. And it was all of a sudden, it was like this thing that just snapped me out of my, this is just what everybody else does, and made me realize there's a chance and an opportunity to partner with another family who has a pregnancy that for whatever reason they're not able to follow through on, you know, caring for the child. And we can just say, we see what you've done. Thank you for valuing this life enough to carry it through and give birth. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a huge sacrifice. When there's so many much easier <laughs> options. Well, it seems easier, that but that's a whole other dis- no, that's a whole other discussion. Short-term the, solutions. The world is telling you it's an easier solution. Yeah. I don't actually think that it is. But anyway, yeah. so they they go through the entire 9 months of being pregnant, actually give birth to a child, value that life enough to go through all of that, but know that they are incapable of following through on being able to raise the child. And here we are ready for a child (laughs) and it's not happening. And it was all of a sudden like God was like, why do you have to get pregnant? Why is that? Why are you just assuming that that's what I want you to do? Yeah. And I just was like, oh my gosh, we could adopt. Like how amazing is this that we could partner with someone else who has one piece of the puzzle and we have the other piece of the puzzle. Like it just was like really exciting to me. It's a beautiful, beautiful... um I don't know, connection that can and I think should be made. Yeah, absolutely. So we decided to go down the path of adoption at that point. And um, to me, it was Completely clueless. We had never experienced anything like this. A a lot of people, I think, assumed that because I wasn't getting pregnant, we were like, well, we should just adopt. That is absolutely untrue. I felt like this is a completely separate thing. Well, and I think it's important with noting, like, uh, yeah, I think some people assume, well, that's the plan B backup plan, mm-hmm. the alternative less than plan. Right. Uh, and we do not share that view of adoption no, at all. Not um, at all. And while that was a thing that led us to um, this revelation, yes. like uh, this is not a plan B backup plan. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. and, if you, and if you have that view of it, I would encourage you to uh, can continue to get understanding about it so you don't see it that way because Yeah, and ask the Lord not. for understanding about it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we decided to go down the path of adoption, that, or that was what brought us to the path of adoption. And I wouldn't even say we decided. It was like the Lord was like, this is what I have for you. And once we 
got that, we got really excited about it yeah. and just moved forward really quickly. Yeah. And now we have a four-year-old banging on the door. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and keep going? So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions that I want to answer about all this, but just given a little bit more of our story and kind of when and where everything kind of rolled together. Um, yeah, like she said, it was probably about 12 years ago. And at that point, we just started the research and looking around, um, starting to do some Google searches, finding adoption agencies, um, you know, in our state. And that's a whole nother thing. Like we ended up adopting both of our kids out of state, uh, which adds a level of complexity but um, it also opens up a lot more options because if you're just, it's easier to do it just in your state um, because once an adopted child crosses state lines, like there's just stuff, hoops you have to jump through and things like that. But, but anyway, we wanted a bigger pool of um, basically birth mothers that we could be in contact with. And so we chose agencies that would allow us to um, tap into pools in multiple states surrounding us. And so, and I, and I should also add that we did a pr private adoption. And so this is different than um, going through the foster care system. Uh, it's also a lot more expensive than going through the foster care system. And this is all stuff that we didn't know. <laughs> like when we kind of were going down this path, we just knew nothing about it all. And um, in any way, so we started going down this path of doing this private adoption and we worked with this first agency and this kind of leads to our biggest mistake, and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, so, yeah, the process was very much like we go in there, we go into this agency. They had a couple informative meetings, gave us a bunch of booklets and pamphlets and stuff and gave us all the details, some of which will as much as we can, we'll share in this podcast. But um, uh, we went through all that stuff and we're like still feeling good about it. So like, all right, let's move forward on this. Let's keep going. And um, and then. Yeah, like the paperwork began. There was a lot of paperwork. Like we were filling out form after form after form. We got to go do doctor visits. And um, like it was it was crazy. Like looking back, uh, like I remember them saying, handing us this stack of paperwork and all these forms and saying, yeah, most people will take like six weeks to kind of fill all this stuff out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, six weeks? And I'm like, I'm going to do it in two days. Like I'm not going to wait that long. And in once I got into it, it's like, all right, I realize why this takes so long. I mean, part of it is, you know, you need to go make doctor appointments. You need to get a fingerprint thing done here. You need to get a background check. You need to like on and on and on and on. Like, it's just a lot, a lot of stuff. And at the time, I remember wondering, like, why it, why do I have to jump through all these hoops? <laughs> like when um, a lot of couples can just go accidentally make a baby and those to do any of the stuff. And meanwhile, um, anyway, so I didn't understand that. And now that I understand a little bit more about human trafficking, specifically with uh, adoption, um, it turns out that um, it was really, really good that our agency was making us jump through all those hoops because uh, the foster care system is like one of the, I don't know the best way to say it, but there's just a lot of human trafficking taking place throughout the foster care system. And so us um, jumping through a lot of those hoops uh, really, I think is part of how they make it more difficult uh, for human trafficking. I think that things like that. I was just talking about all the paperwork at the very beginning. Oh, right. Um, I remember all the that. Home study and <laughs> all yeah. that. Yeah. So home study is another thing. So they someone comes to your home, they check out your home, make sure 
you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, D, you know, like. Yeah, they, you have to have references and something. Yeah. Oh, this is also, we don't know anything about international adoption. That's a whole other ball yeah. of wax. Yeah. yeah, we have some friends who have done it, but we haven't done it. We've just done in the U.S. Uh, well, I know that every country has their own rules. So yes. what we had to do was very different than someone adopting from. We had someone adopt from the Philippines and, you know. Yeah, different places. so they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we go through, jump through all the hoops of doing all the paperwork, and then the home study, they come and check out your house, make sure you have whatever locks on your cabinets and have a fire extinguisher. Like, it's just a lot of, like, really practical mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they want to talk to you both, maybe see your relationship, like... Um, yeah. And it was like, you know, and you're nervous when they come because you feel like you're having a test. But the reality is, is <laughs> it's, it's like pretty... when you go get your driver's test and they treat you like you're a criminal and you're like, excuse me, like. <laughs> ours was nothing like that. Like ours no. was very conversational and simple. Well, and, just... and they're social workers. So when you realize, oh, yeah, it's a social worker and they're actually like really kind, awesome people. Yeah. They're literally just like looking out for the benefit of everybody. Yeah. It's, yep. It was it was not as terrifying as I think we thought it was going to yeah. be. They were super sweet. So once we did all that stuff, um, got the paperwork filled out, went through the home study, was approved for that. Then what we had to do was, um, in every agency is probably different, but also probably similar with this. We had to, uh, I think we made a video. Did we make a video? The first yeah. one? So we made a video talking about ourselves. And again, this is for prospective birth mothers to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we also made like we a made photo a book. booklet or mm-hmm. something with a whole bunch of photos of our family and telling about us. And so the point is, it's kind of like, um, and I hate to use this terminology, but this is actually pretty accurate. It's kind of like tryouts, like for the birth mother. And so the birth mothers are the ones who decide, and they're the ones who go to the agency Which, and say, go ahead. Yeah. They're the ones that go to the agency and say, hey, I have a child that I'm looking to place for adoption. Um, can you connect me? So what I would like to say about that is there's a lot of people who say, put my child up for adoption. And I didn't understand the root behind that and all that stuff, but they changed the language to place your child for adoption, which ultimately what that does is it's saying that the birth mother is responsible to choose a home where she feels comfortable sending her child, which is a whole different thing than what it used to be was... I mean, I think it was like you put your child up on like a pedestal and somebody, people come by and are like, I want that one. No, I want that one. No, I want, which is completely out of the birth mother's hands. Like this is a very different thing. Yeah, it's honoring of the birth mothers. It's honoring of the birth mothers um, instead of taking the child away and then almost like putting them up on a market to be, uh, I don't don't know. It's just very different. That's one other point that I'd love to make uh, for anybody who isn't familiar, but like, we have nothing but absolute respect for the birth mothers of our kids and yes. and really any birth mother who chooses to place their child for adoption. Because again, like I said before, there are much easier, quicker alternatives than going through that process of being pregnant and giving birth and, yeah. go and letting go of the natural connection, all that stuff. Like, So I have nothing but respect for them um, to make that hard decision mm-hmm. and choosing to walk a long, harder road rather than a quicker and easier one. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, um, yeah. so what, what happened then at that point, so we filled out, got our video made, all that stuff, and then they started, the agency starts showing our profile to um, uh, birth mothers yep. who are looking to place their child. Mm-hmm. And those birth mothers, um, I think, did we uh, interview, 
did we have just one interview, I guess? We had one interview. So, yeah. So we ended up talking one birth mother. She saw our stuff and she's like, I just really like them. I'd love to set up a call with them. So we had a call with her and we just chatted and did, and like just talked and just mm-hmm. get to know each other a little bit and, you know, see what's going on. And, uh, and anyway, after that call, and, and I think you could have multiple calls. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there are necessarily hard and fast rules, but in her case, she said as soon as I got off the phone with them, it's like I knew that was the family. She um, no, she us. told us on the call. Was it? She was like, "You guys are it. I know you're it." Yeah. In which we're like <laughs> which jumping up and down inside. We're so excited. Uh, and yeah, and so from that point, uh, we maintained a, a conversation with her for mm-hmm. the next what five or six months. Yeah. Um, so you and her especially were texting on a regular basis. And, and talking on the phone. And talking on the phone. Yeah. And uh, and I don't think it has to be like that. Like it wasn't like that for our second child, um, which brings up another point worth making. Well, before we did this, I had a buddy who had adopted four times. And he said that every single one of them is completely different. Uh, like the whole circumstances, how it all played out, yeah, everything else. the relationship with the birth yeah, mom. Like all everything. of it, just like night and day different. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how how could they all be that different? And it's like, and I would say for our two, everything about them was completely different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I'm saying all that for context, uh, if you in, in adopt multiples, but also that our situations might be completely different from yours. Like, yeah. Cause there are a lot of very, very different situations, well, but yeah. that was our experience and with our first birth. Mother. One of the birth moms I could text right now and she would text me back immediately. And the other yeah. birth mom, we have not had any contact with, since the yeah. day um, we left and the hospital. Not, not by our choice. Um, not by our know, choice, but like you to, have but... to think about it. Like these, to give a child, give your child who you've carried in your body for nine months and just let them walk away with someone else and you don't know what's going to happen and you're really hoping for the best. I can imagine that people would process that extremely differently depending yeah. on, I mean, you and I would process that completely differently, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so these two women both uh, appear to be processing it very, very differently. Very differently. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and it's like, I'm not in the position to tell them how they should do it. It's like, that's no, it's not of our beeswax. <laughs> yeah. Like really it's, it's but, just, but that's the thing that is so, um, interesting and challenging about adoption too, is that there are, you know, second order consequences to that, uh, that we have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of our kids and mm-hmm. communicating things. And, um, and even things as simple as, uh, you know, one of our adopted children has some allergies that we didn't know about until what, a year or two, um, into yeah, his life. But we were able to talk to the birth mother and she's like, oh, yeah, I have the same thing. So that's probably like, oh, wow. okay, you know, so simple things like that. And then obviously much deeper, heavier issues as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. So from there. Yeah, from there. Just kind of continuing down this path like. uh, Well, yeah. yeah. And in one of the situations, we were able to stay in the hospital. Well, let's talk about that first one. They were like, very adoption friendly. So yeah, so that first adoption, we were on conversation with her for the next five, six months. Oh, and then right. We get to the point that the baby's being born and uh, we meet her at the hospital. Uh-huh. And she had a huge support system. Yeah. Not everyone has that. I mean, this was yeah. this was very interesting. Like she so had all I met kinds her of family there. Parent, we met her parents, we met her grandparents, we met an aunt, we met two or three friends. 
Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just she had a really great support system, which I think is what helped her get through, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I'll even still text her mom every once in a while. Like it was that open. Like it, it just was a really I mean, it was a really cool experience because I got to see this other family rally around their daughter in what was one of the most difficult decisions of her entire life. Yeah. And watch them just be there for her. And we had planned to go over to their house um, and have like a dinner after we left the hospital. And in the hospital, her mom said her mom told me she was like, I don't I don't think we can do this. Like I she really wanted to, but it's it's just going to be too painful for her. Yeah. And of course, we're just like, no problem. Like we totally understand. Yeah. So. You have to go into it just with open arms and just be like, "What? whatever happens, happens. Because the, the truth of the matter is most of these places do not let you release your rights, which means sign the paperwork saying, I release myself as this child's mother or parents or, you know, yeah. whatever, until after you've given birth. And a whole lot can happen after you give birth. Like you, you can... That some people change their minds and not because they're trying to be horrible, but because they realize the gravity of this situation and they make a new decision, Yeah, you know, and you have to go in ready for that, which is really hard. Yeah. I think the thing that, uh, I didn't understand was that how emotionally challenging <laughs> the entire adoption process is. And I don't know if challenging is the right word, but just emotionally something like just so many emotions, like Mm -hmm. strong emotions that are so different. And and a lot of different people with different emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole, (laughs) yeah, it's a whole net or web of all these people with different emotions. And so like when I gave birth, it was just me experiencing the hormonal craziness and, you know, you had emotions, but you were a lot more stable and there's sleep deprivation. And so, but it was like between the two of us. Yeah, and our family's all excited, but it's right. But it's different, like because you know we have her family there in this instance who, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, like I am guessing didn't feel as excited. Like I I don't know what they felt, but the point is, there's a lot of different emotions going on, uh, and it's just hard. Like mm-hmm. that that aspect of it is just challenging. And yeah. it's just good to know that going into it and that that's completely normal. Right. Because there are these moments where it feels like this just feels really hard, like emotionally. Yeah. Um, and it's to good to know to, that that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> you you know have to I mean? be ready to trust the Lord. Yeah. 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 In, in that, which, you know, is the same in giving birth, but it's just a different thing that I think people don't think about. Yeah. So, yes, so, we go in, she gives birth. Uh, so yeah, she get, called us what? Because she was getting induced, I think. She was getting induced. So she called so us. She called us. We made it there before he was born. Well, we had, yeah, we we had to travel what ten hours, hours, twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a long drive. And so we get there, and um, you know, she she called us to her room, and we got to meet him and hold him for the first time, uh, which was really cool, and. The, the hospital was amazing in that they let him sleep in a room with us. So they gave us a hospital bed. Which is kind of funny thinking back, but yeah. It is So we had funny. a hospital bed for so, two nights. Yeah, and it was it was mostly because they had room. It was only because they had room. So mm. if there would have been no beds, like we obviously wouldn't have been able to stay. But 
Uh, and they would wheel, you know, he would get wheeled back and forth between our two <laughs> rooms because she would want to see him or introduce him to her aunt. You know, her aunt would come by and visit and she would introduce the baby to her family members, which was just so wild. Yeah, I don't know how normal that is. But I don't that know how was, normal it is either. But I, I think that if she did not have that experience, I think it would have been much harder for her to sign those papers. Yeah. She needed it. Like, uh, that was what she needed. Yeah. She felt extremely secure in her decision. And I think because I had talked to her every single day, I knew how secure she was in her decision. Yeah. But that didn't take away from how difficult it was. Yeah. Another thing it's worth saying, um, for a second adoption, this was definitely the case, but also this one. uh, The birth, like, from our perspective, you know, especially because we had wanted a kid for so long. Uh, like we are just absolutely over the moon that she accepted us mm-hmm. and said that, you know, yeah. we're going to get her child. Uh, so we're absolutely thrilled. It's like the greatest news we've ever had in our lives. Like and we're mm-hmm. just jumping up and down. And there were points where she wasn't, she was unsure about our willingness to stick it out. And I'm like, What? You know, because I thought I, I'm concerned about you. Like, like, <laughs> are you? Why would you be concerned? You know, so that. But then, especially in our second one, like, we really experienced that. Where, um, well, because we didn't have a relationship didn't with have the any birth mom with at her. all, because she didn't decide. She didn't fully decide until after she had given birth. Yeah. So we didn't have anything leading up to that, and we find out. We go to the hospital, and I go to meet her, which she was pretty even hesitant to meet us. I think. So I went to meet her. Bob was, you well, know. Well, no, she didn't want me to come in. She just wanted you to come oh, in. Oh, okay. Well. So she definitely had some hesitancy. Yeah. There. So I went and met her. And I, you know, you walk into the situation and I'm pumped because I'm really excited. But I'm also very aware that this is the most difficult decision that she's ever had to make, you know. Yeah. And so I'm going in very quiet and you've just given birth and how are you feeling, you know, <laughs> type of uh, reserved. And she asked me, are you excited? And I just thought, Oh, I'm so that may, I, honestly, it makes me want to cry right now. Just thinking that she wasn't sure if we were happy to have this baby. And, uh, you know, so I did my best to reassure her because of course we were absolutely thrilled. Yeah. But that was something that I hadn't really thought about of like, is she sitting here wondering if we're excited and, you know, really all in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something for sure to be just thinking of, of like, how can I be sensitive to them making this decision and not be too excited of like, give me that baby. (laughs) But also, also like, oh my gosh, I can't, I cannot wait. Like, this is what I've been dreaming of. This is what I've been so excited about. Cause that, I mean, when you, when I put myself in those shoes, I don't want someone who's like, eh, I mean, okay, another kid, what's another kid. You know, I don't want them to be thinking that. Yeah. I want them to be like, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. We're planning. We've been planning for so long. We're, you know, we're preparing, we're, you know, thinking about what we can envision, what our future is going to be like with this child and, you know, making them feel special, but also being sensitive. All right. Uh, We're about a half an hour in. I think we're going to break this up into two episodes because we have a lot more to talk about. So So what we'll do here is we'll wrap this up and we'll call this the end of episode one. And then we'll start the next episode and we're going to go ahead and answer 
um, our biggest mistake that we did in this entire thing, as well as the 10 most common questions that we get asked. And so we'll go from there. All right. All right. Do you want some more Bob and Linda in your life? How about this? Of course. <laughs> How would you like to hang out with us for six weeks and your small group or church? And if you want to do that, just go to seedtime.com slash true to find out more details or send us a message, DM on Instagram at seedtime and let's chat. 